Founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on the way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're working with our students in the community who are deep within the process of building their own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow, who have stood where you are and on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you will have the results like some of the stories we're about to share. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. With that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Molly here, I'm Founders Community Manager, and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with Tish Fletcher, who has made an incredible CBD company of bath salts and bath bombs. She's done over five founder courses and she has so much wisdom, and I'm really excited to sit down and speak with her today. So let's just jump straight in. Hi Tish, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Why not start by introducing yourself and telling me more about your business? Absolutely. Um, thank you for having me, first and foremost. I am Tish Fletcher. Um, I go by Coach Tish. I'm a certified CBD advisor and coach. Um, and basically, you know, I work in education full time, um, but on a, on a whim and out of a lot of pain, I discovered um, CBD. And so, and that was a little over a year ago. And from there, I launched a business called Fletcher and Reese, um, CBD infused bath and body products. And um, yeah, and so that's what I do. Amazing. And I think it's a, it's a great story of how you kind of found your feet with your business. I know you've been through a lot of, you know, adversity in your own life and coming from Australia, it's something that isn't legal here. So I find it really interesting talking about these sort of products with someone that can actually utilize them and, and have their benefits. So I'd love to talk more about how you kind of came across the benefits of CBD and, and how it kind of helped you with your journey. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, that's great to know about um, it not being legal in Australia. I wasn't aware of that. Um, you know, very unique journey. Um, although I had just moved, I lived in Los Angeles for 14 years, so I'm sure CBD was legal well before most places, you know, and I had never heard of it, never heard of CBD. Um, I moved to Birmingham, three, Birmingham, Alabama, three years ago, and it was the weirdest thing. Like I went from being extremely healthy, teaching workout classes, helping other people. I was a partner in a gym. And my health plummeted um, from fibroids, uh, severe anemia, and then finding out that I had one of the breast cancer genes, um, along with a very extensive family history. Um, and one day I was uh, rushed to the ER in a lot of pain, had never been to the emergency room before in my entire life. I was in so much pain that I had to go to the ER. And, you know, throughout that process, they prescribed me um, pain meds and I just hated how it made me feel. I'm like, I feel high. I don't feel like I have control of my body. I don't feel like I have control to do to do anything or to make the right decisions. And so um, a friend of mine at the time was like, hey, I have some CBD. Um, do you want to try it? And I'm like, uh is it going to like show up in a drug test or something? He's like, no, no, no. 
I promise. Um, and so I tried it and it literally was the first night I slept well in months, many, many months. I slept well and I was without pain. Like it was so life-changing, like that sleep and that lack of pain was so life-changing that I woke up the next morning and I started Googling YouTube University and Google, <laughs> Google College and um, started ordering books from Amazon, um, started reading, I ordered more products um, and then I started making products within about a month or two. And then um, I think that, yeah. And then I took some products over to my best friend's house. It was the holidays and took them over there and they loved them. And they were like, Tish, you could literally sell these products. I'm like, are y'all sure? They were like, yes. And so from there, a business was launched. Mm -hmm. It's such a great story. And I think, a lot of people can probably relate to, you know, that story of, you know, trying kind of different painkiller medications and then not mm -hmm. suiting you or your lifestyle, especially being someone that's, you know, used to being healthy and used to being quite fit yeah. and active. So I can imagine how hard that would have been for you and how strong you must have been to, you know, even say, OK, I'm going to try something new and see how, how you go. And yeah. I find it really interesting how you kind of tested and trialed a lot of different, you know, products that had CBD in them. Mm -hmm. What were you kind of using as a measure to test if it was a good product or not and kind of helping you think, okay, what can I make? That's something a bit different that can still help me and others. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what I found was there were lots of CBD tinctures. Tinctures are the oils that go under your tongue. You let it sit. And um, some of them tasted really like earthy. Um, which is fine, but I was like, maybe there's something that tastes a little bit better, you know, like the medicine that maybe your grandma or great grand may have made, you know, the concoction she made in her kitchen that didn't always taste good, but it, it you know, it was good for you. Right. And, um, I was like, oh, but I, you know, I, these days, um, some people want a better, you know, better tasting profile. So, um, in terms of the tinctures, I wanted something that tasted good. And then in terms of the, um, like the salves and massage oil and things like that, I knew that um, I needed to relax. I had a lot of tension just from the whole, like going back and forth to the doctor. Like I launched February of, was it February of last year? And then within two weeks was my preventative double mastectomy. And so I really needed to relax. And so, it was the massage oil um, was one of my first products. The, um, what else? The bath bombs. Actually, I made bath salts first because it was just easier to make a bath salt. Um, take, you know, take a few things, mix them together, essential oils, add some um, CBD. And I just remember my great grandmother um, like loving baths and how they were therapeutic and healing for her. And so in preparation for my surgery, um, I just wanted to ensure that self-care was at the forefront of everything. And I wanted to slow down and really like pay attention to my body. And um, in that slowing down process, I was able to really see like what's working and what out, what's out there that I could create differently. Because what I've learned over the years is I love to help people. 
Um, and I love like love volunteering. I love serving. And um, so I knew that I wanted to create something that would help other people. And so that was kind of my gauge. Like I wanted to make sure it tasted good. I wanted to make sure it smelled good, but not like artificial um, sense because my nose is very sensitive. Um, so I can only really work with essential oils. Um, and of course it had to work. Like it had to, you know, it had to get rid of the pain. It had to get rid of the anxiety. It had to provide a sense of calm and relief and, um, just overall relaxation. And so those were my gauges. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing. And I love that you've, you want to help people and you want to try and find new ways to do that, which I think is really, really great. I'd love to know how many, tests and samples did you make until you were really really happy with your first oh my goodness (laughs) oh man I gosh I wish I I wish I could number it like I had so many different products so many different scenes um different scents and all sorts of things it's funny because my grandmother would be like what are you doing today I'm like I'm in the I'm in the lab and she's like oh that's so cute um and I would call the kitchen my lab because I like I would put on an apron and mask and hairnet and I'm like mixing and and stuff but I literally probably had close to 20 different types of products close to 20 different products and so when I launched I probably had I think 18 or so something like that, which, I mean, that was very aggressive. Um, (laughs) After a lot of like consultation and lessons learned, I, you know, I whittled that down um, to less products than that. But yeah, I had, it was a lot. It was a a lot of different samples, a lot of different um, variations, like, oh, like if I add eucalyptus, this is more, you know, relaxing or um, th- very therapeutic for someone like post-workout. Um, if I add lavender, this is something that appeals to, I've noticed it appeals to more women um, and it's helpful for sleep. So yeah, I pretty much had like a eucalyptus and lavender version of almost everything in the beginning. I think it's great because essential oils, are so, there's so many different scents. There's so many different <laughs> Um, benefits and things like that and it's almost like a playground like you said you're in your lab you're testing so many different things which I love and how did you kind of get the validation for those products was it simply you giving them to your friends and your family or testing them yourselves and you saying yep this is a winner or was there a process to get these products made because I know there's a you mentioned there's a bit of red tape around this area as well which we will delve more into but how did you first validate these products? Yeah. So it was definitely me first. Um, just me trying stuff. Like I had so many little bottles around the house of things that I tried. I'm like, Oh, this didn't work. Or, Oh, you know, I added too much oil here or just different things, um, like that. And then I think my first validation was when I had, when I took the products to my best friend's house and it was, Christmas time. So she had a house full of people from her kids to like grandparents and mother-in-law. So the age range was great. And so I was even able to ask um, like her twin daughters and they had just gotten ironically 
um, Kylie Jenner's, like she has a bath salt. And um, they were like, oh my gosh, I really like yours, Tish. I'm like, what, are you serious? I'm like, you just got Kylie Jenner. So, I mean, that speaks volumes to me. Um, and mine costs less. And so, uh, so that was validation for me. Um, definitely like, you know, sampling friends and family, um, sampling neighbors, people in my neighborhood who, you know, a lot of older people um, who, you know, have aches and pains. And look, I'm 41 and I have aches and pains when I wake up sometimes. So um, older could have been 45. Um, but yeah, just sampling different people who, you know, oh man, my back hurts. I'm like, oh, I got something for you. Try this out and tell me what you think. And they're like, oh, Tish, this was amazing. I'm like, really? Like, so if I were to sell it, is it something that you would actually purchase there? Absolutely. And that's how it happened. Those were the validations. I didn't have anything scientific, you know, like, and I didn't really have anything written out. I barely wrote out the recipes. I was literally like mixing things. And then when I would, I was like, oh, what did I put in that? And then I have to smell it and figure it out. I was like, okay, let me start writing down things. Um, so yeah, that's how it happened. Just you know, letting friends and family and people, people like that, try the products. Mm -hmm. So, so great. And you just touched on something really interesting there, how, you know, you were testing so many different things that you kind of forgot what was in it. When you knew that you wanted to sell this product, how did you kind mm -hmm. of think, okay, how am I going to scale this? Did you approach manufacturers? Did you keep making your own products for a while? Like what sort of process have you gone on to be able to, to sell your products now? Great question. Um, so I definitely, I made, I made the products in the beginning. And then I, well, ah, I know what it was. I had a conversation with a friend of mine. He is, um, he's a celebrity, a comedian, radio um, show, syndicated radio show. His name, Ricky Smiley. And Ricky gave me some advice. He's like, look, Tish. Um, I let him use my products. I let him try them. He loved them. And he was like, um, there's no way that you're going to be able to continue to do this at your home. Um, be one, because I want to talk about your products. I want to share your products with my audience. Like my audience needs your products. And you, there, like literally no way you will be able to keep up with the demand. I was like, really? He's like, no, I promise you. Because, you know, I didn't realize, I hadn't seen him in years. So I didn't realize that his reach had gotten, it's national. And, um, and so I took his advice and I started researching uh, manufacturers, researching white label, um, researching all of those different things. I had some ideas on like very specific recipes that I wanted to, and I still have some um ideas and formulations that I want to make that are my own. And um, yeah, so I kept up with as much as I could by myself. And then I slowly transitioned to having manufacturing partners across, um, across the U US. So basically, um, Florida, Colorado, and um, every once in a while, I have a partner that's in um, California. It's quite impressive that you've managed to find so many people that that believe in your product and want to help you, which is amazing because it's a product that is helping people. So I think it's really great. Yes. But 
One of the things that you touched upon in a conversation prior to this is the red tape around CBD in terms of advertising, in terms of payment systems. What was the first indication that you were like, wow, okay, this is going to be not as easy as I may have thought? So um, the first indication, I decided to do a soft launch. Soft launch, I released um, like a passcode to my website, Shopify account, um, to to friends and family on Facebook. And they went on there and started buying stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And, um, you know, this was just, I only did it for like four hours. And it may have been, I think, $398 worth of sales, which for me was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a thing. Like I, I made a thing and I solved it. <laughs> like people want to buy it. And so uh, fast forward a couple of weeks, I'm like, okay, Shopify, where's my money? They held on to it. They, let, they reached out, sent an email and basically said, hey, when you signed, you know how you, you just click and sign, you don't read the fine print on terms and agreements, you know? And basically you can't use Shopify payments um, for CBD products. So that was the first indication. I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, mind you, so I did that soft launch January, like towards the end of January. Uh, I, and so during those few weeks, February 2nd is when I launched. And then February 16th or 17th um, is when I had my uh, mastectomy. And um, I was like, I have to figure this out. Like, I have to figure this out. Like I can't have my money just tied up there. And um, so it was Shopify payments was the first indication that, oh, wow, this is going to be a process. And it was quite a, I had so many different conference calls, finding a process, a payment processor. I considered like, do I need to change websites, um, hosts, you know, do I need to switch to someone that's more friendly with CBD? Um, do I need to, uh, you know, just find a new payment processor? Is it that simple? It's not that simple um, because it's actually considered high risk in the same category as like guns and things. I'm like, what? This is a plant-based solution. Are y'all serious? And so that was the first indication of red tape. But there's other things like, you know, with my text messaging system, I can't say the word CBD. Like it'll literally pop up and say, hey, terms and agreements, reminder, you cannot use our system for CBD. So now I no longer ever say CBD in my text message, which is hard because, hey, they're reaching out to me for CBD. So I allow them to say it. I just can't say CBD. Um, so little things like that, um, you know, I have to deal with and I just make it work. And what I found was if I was not so passionate about this being a solution that helped me, it, I mean, I even used it for pain management after that, after my surgery and knowing that it was, it's something that can help a lot of people. I just had to do it. I was like, I'm not giving up. This has to get out in the market. There are other CBD companies out there. If I have to call them, which is what I did, um, I called different CBD companies. I'm like, hey, I need advice. I found one locally 
and he connected me with the payment processor and then so that's how i got my payment processor set up like you can't even use square and stripe for example like so when i would set up vending events um i found out quickly that i couldn't use the those payment processors either so i had to get a specific you know swipe machine just to do that there's a lot of red tape like it's not you know some people are like oh should i get into cbd i'm like listen unless you have a real passion don't don't do this for the money unless you have a real passion for it you're really gonna have to you know i don't know you're just gonna have to have some grit about yourself you're gonna have some sleepless nights you're gonna have some issues um with things like for example i did instagram domination with you guys um it was an instagram domination yes i did that one i also did facebook um with nick okay so i i so imagine i'm like oh my gosh these facebook ads are gonna be amazing and so i have my dual screens up i set up the accounts i set up all of my like testing and everything and i blast out all my ads and next thing i know my ads were blocked my ad account was blocked i'm like oh my gosh like how am i gonna get the word out yeah there's a lot of red tape and so then what i decided to do was pivot i was like let me brand myself and so that's when i went and was like let me learn more about cbd and like really know as much as possible brand myself and then direct people to my products and that's that has been the most successful for me hey there nathan chan here see on publisher founder magazine if you're enjoying from zero to founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. So many people like to have that uh, personal connection to brands, but actually being able to speak to someone that has a lot of education around this topic that can actually help you because they've been through it themselves, I think is a really smart move. And I'm so glad it's worked out for you in terms yeah. of you know being that educator and that expert in this mm -hmm. field. And I think you mentioned you did Instagram domination. And I just want to quickly touch upon your success there because mm -hmm. you've had really great growth on Instagram. And mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but when you started, you had around, I think it was 9,000 on your personal and zero mm -hmm. on your brand. How did you grow to where you are now, which is quite impressive? And what strategies did you kind of implore to do this, to do this growth? Oh, yeah. I, I listened, you know, I listened to all the strategies that, that they said like it was like okay follow the hashtags what hashtags make sense for your niche follow those hashtags um you know send messages to influencers message people who are similar um go in the comments and so i made it a point to and this was you know while i was uh healing so February was surgery. Well, February 2nd, I launched two weeks later was my surgery. And so I had nothing else to do, <laughs> but heal. And so I would literally like lay 
um, in my bed and just message people and comment um, and, you know, talk about uh, post mastectomy and talk about being a pre what's called a previvor, someone who decides to do a preventative double mastectomy. And um, so I have also like gained a ton of followers from um, from that um, from that niche, if you will, like these are thrivers and survivors and um, people with breast cancer or undergoing treatment. And I'm like, hey, I, you know, I may not have had breast cancer, but my sister had it, my, both of my grandmothers, two of my great aunts had it. So I was still able to help them. And I had also gone through the surgery. So I knew that little things like CBD with eucalyptus oil helps with the inflammation. CBD with lavender oil is going to help you sleep. It's going to help you relax. Um, my massage oil is definitely going to help you like get rid of some of the pain that you're feeling and just relax and little things like that. Um, so I just stayed commenting. I stayed commenting. I stayed messaging people, words of encouragement also on Facebook. Um, like I'm like a big time motivator. And so I was always sending words of encouragement to people. Um, and that's pretty much, that's what I did. And I mean, that's what I still do. Um, my content like switches. Cause sometimes I just don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to post. Cause I'm all, I'm also like very nervous to be honest. Like is Instagram going to ever like shut me down for talking about CBD. Like even recently, um, I noticed that my account is still, my ad account is still blocked. I'm like, geez, Louise. And like little things, like if I post about CBD on Facebook, it may sound crazy, but it really does seem as if the reach does not go as far. So I'm like, you know, does their algorithm see it? And so I have to just be careful about um, what I say and uh, what I post, but I also just have to make sure that people get the information. Mm -hmm. Which I think is yeah. incredible. Like you said, your passion really comes for it and you're such a strong woman and going through all that you have as well as your other family members. Uh, you're doing this out of good intention. And I just wish that Instagram and Facebook could see that. Yes. I'm like, you guys, I probably, I'm not out here trying to like get people high. Uh, hey, if you want to get high, that's your thing. Fine. That's not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just literally trying to give people an alternative to the pain pills that the doctors prescribe. I'm trying to give people and even maybe it's not even that extreme. Maybe it's just that hardworking mom of three single mother who needs to come home and have some me time. And maybe that me time is a bath. And if she has that 20, 30 minutes for a bath, oh my gosh, if she does a CBD bath with my bath bombs, it's life-changing. Like It's like an Epsom salt bath on steroids. Like you're going to be so relaxed. And just think about, you know, um, when you have a great night's sleep, when you get up, you maybe you have more energy to, sorry, <laughs> someone's at my door. Um, maybe you have more energy to uh, work out. Maybe you have more energy to um, spend more time with your kids. Or maybe you're just in a better mood. And, you know, 
that's the way that I approach CBD as like, it is a lifestyle um, change that can help a lot of people. And so I'm just like, I'm just gonna deal with it. Like, come on red tape. Not that I am welcoming, I don't wanna welcome it, but I just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Be triumphant over it, which you have been because it goes to show, like I said, with your growth on Instagram, you've got now 40,000 on your personal and 20,000 on your brand alone, which I think mm-hmm. is incredible that you can reach so many people on that platform. And, and yeah, there might be some hesitation, but you're doing it and you're, yeah. and you're getting there, which is absolutely incredible. So great, yeah. great strength there. Thank you. Also, um, influencers have helped. Um, like Ricky, uh, I say his name, like Ricky Smiley is one of my biggest fans, biggest supporters. He uses my products. He tells his fans about my products. And, you know, he literally will tell people during a show, pull out your phone and follow her. And like, I look down and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many people who just follow me. And so little things like that, he doesn't have to do that. I don't pay him to do that. He just literally, one believes in um, promoting black owned businesses. He believes in, he also believes in my products. He believes in CBD. And so that has um, also helped my um, social media growth tremendously. Incredible, incredible stuff. And I'd love to know how you've gone since, so you've done your soft launch at the start of last year. You, you're working Mm -hmm. on healing, you're working on really building up your brand and your marketing. How is your company performing now, almost a year on, uh, and in terms of, you know, your sales and your strategies, how are you going now? Yeah. So, um, my sales are going great. Um, you know, I still have a full-time job, so I'm not, I haven't, you know, I haven't turned my job back over to the economy yet. Um, I'm still, uh, appreciating that cushion. Um, but you know, my conversion rate online is above average for the health and beauty space. It's over 3%. I think the average is two and some change. So I'm happy about that. Um, in terms of revenue, I think that I've probably made about 20,000 or so um, online. Um, it's hard to gauge what I've made at um, different vending opportunities because I do a lot of those. And sometimes it could be like 2000 per event, maybe 400 per event, it it varies. Um, And I say that because, you know, when you have the cushion of a full-time job, you, well, at least I have not paid attention as much. Like it's still like a passion project um, that I definitely want to take full-time because the joy that I get from seeing people have relief and hearing their testimonies and reading their testi- uh, testimonials, not just the reviews, but actual testimonials like Tish, I haven't slept like this in years. Um, I definitely plan to take this um, full time at some point. So those, um, so yeah, it's, a, it's around 20,000, um, which isn't a lot compared to some people, but I'm also like, Hey, like I made something. I came up with a random idea out of my pain and I've turned it into my life's purpose and life's work. Like I will definitely continue, um, exploring this space and exploring plant 
plant-based solutions for people. Mm-hmm. And 20,000 is no small feat, by the way. It's incredible. <laughs> I need you to know that it's absolutely incredible what you've done. Well, especially you know, with the red tape. thank you. But when you hear like Greta's story, I'm like, oh my gosh, how in the world? Mm-hmm. And you're on your way there. We had a conversation before yeah. this, you know, you're well on your way to, you know, hopefully not having to juggle your full-time job and this passion yeah. project. And it can I be something that. to live. I yeah. believe that. Thank you. Yeah. And on that note, how have you found juggling a full-time job and a side hustle? Is there any tips that you could give to recommend any other people that are listening to this that might be trying to do the same thing? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely, first and foremost, I think that it is imperative that whatever projects or product or service that you are offering is something that you're passionate about. Um, like I attempted to do random, a random drop shipping store. I just wasn't passionate about it. So when, you know, when tough times came, it was like, oh, let me just focus on my work. Let me fo- focus on my nine to five. Um, but when I found this product, I was like, you know, I will wake up in the middle of the night and like have ideas and have a notebook. And I'm like, this is it for me. Um, so some of the tips I would definitely recommend mentors, um, invest in yourself. Like the courses, I lost count of how many courses I I've done start and scale, Instagram domination, Facebook copywriting. What else have I done from founder? Page, I think the landing page, which one? Yep. Landing page formula. And I'm sure if I go on there anytime soon, I'll probably find some more courses. Like founder courses are amazing. Like you can literally start and scale with the courses provided. So definitely invest in yourself. Um, You have the luxury of having the security of a full-time job and take that money and invest in yourself, Um, invest in your business. Uh, make an exit strategy, which is something that I'm starting to do now um, because I'm opening a storefront. I don't know if I got a chance to tell you that. We can talk about it next. Yeah, I'm opening a storefront. So I have to create an exit strategy, right? Um, Mentors, coaches, whatever you want to call them, professional mentors, also personal mentors and coaches. They don't necessarily have to be the same person, but you want to surround yourself with people with an entrepreneurial mindset because, you know, your mom maybe, or someone close to you is, you know, well-meaning, but they may say something where you're like, oh, well, maybe I should just give up. No. Um, Also, time blocking is very important. So if you know that you have to work from nine to five, okay, so maybe 5.30 to 9.30, maybe that's when you dedicate to your business. And so little things like that have helped me tremendously. Such great tips. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will take them on board because it is hard juggling a full-time job and trying to start your own business. So no easy feat, but you're doing it, which is amazing. And you touched upon then how my next question was going to be what's in the future, but I would love to talk to you more (laughs) about the storefront and working towards wrapping up. I would just love to know yeah, what's, what's the future like for, you know, Fletcher and Reese and this amazing storefront that you have opening? I'd love to hear more. Yeah, yeah it's, um, oh, it's been such a tremendous blessing. Like I literally, 
I did a vending opportunity in this area called Woodlawn um, Market Place. Um, shout out to Woodlawn. So I did a um, vending opportunity there. And then from there, they had a like a community space work um, where they offered um, retail space to people and brand owners, founders like myself to offer their products in a retail space. And so I was able to do that for a couple of months. And then like, I literally, you know, we had this conversation all about manifestation, uh, manifesting, right? And manifestations and affirmations and all of that jazz. And so I'm, I'm standing in this community space and selling my products. Cause I also volunteered. I'm like, Hey, I, I don't want my products to just be in here. Like, I know that you need help. So let me volunteer to be here to serve the customers and how, you know, be of service. And so I'm looking across the street and I'm like, oh my God, that building's amazing. Guess what? I'm going to be in that building. <laughs> and um, it's, yeah, like the, the organization that owns the building, they were like, look, Tish, you belong over here. I'm like, are you like, really? Like, for real, y'all? I mean, like, you belong over here. And um, the organization that owns the building is a, a small business um, nonprofit. They actually help nonprofits start and scale. And, um, and so the irony is, like, I'm going to be in the space that I wanted, that I, like, was looking at for months. Um, and they're going to help me like figure everything out, like everything from the accounting to all of that other stuff that a retail store, um, in addition to an online store requires. So they're going to help me with those things. So I'm really excited about that. Um, um, within the store, yes, I'm going to have Fletcher and Reese, but I'm also going to carry other brands other, you know, essential oils, I'm going to carry other plant-based solutions, um, other self-care solutions. So I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to call it Fletcher and Reese or a different name for the actual store, but yeah, I'm excited um, to do that because what I figured out, and this is something that, you know, people will see as they start their business. Like you have to be open to pivoting. Like I never thought that I wanted a storefront. I'm like, no, I want to be successful from my home, the comfort of my home. <laughs> and what I realized was whenever I would do vending events, I loved having the conversations with people and talking them through um, their pain, talking them through like, why are you interested in CBD? What, you know, what pain are you experiencing? Are you experiencing um, restlessness? Is it anxiety? Like how severe is the pain? And that's not something I can do, you know, when they're just ordering online. And so that's when I realized I need to have a storefront and I need to engage um, with my customers. I need to engage with them because now they're like family. And so that's how that happened. Um, what's next for Fletcher and Reese? I definitely, you know, I want to explore like creating my own, um, creating my own products as well. I, of course I have my own products, but there's like, there's two ideas that I've been sitting on 
that I have to find a manufacturer for. And I just haven't taken that leap yet. Like I could make it at home, but I know that I wouldn't be able to, to keep up with it. So I've been on the fence about that. Um, but yeah, so I wanna expand my product line. I definitely wanna do that because I'm also noticing that some people are, have even more severe pain and you know, maybe 500 milligrams of CBD isn't enough. 1500 may not be enough. Some people need 5,000 milligrams. And so that's not something that I currently offer, but I want to be able to service them as well. Um, so I wanna you know, explore expanding my line. I also want to, within my store, I wanna have the opportunity and present the opportunity to other makers to explore retail. Like, hey, here's, here's a, a shelf. Like, you know, maybe every three months it switches out. Like this is, or the maker of the month or something. Um, and maybe that's what I'll do. But yeah, I'm excited. I should be signing my paperwork this, this week, actually. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that as well. Mm, I'm really excited for you. I think it's going to be amazing. Thank you. And the reach that you're going to have now is even more than what you could online, having those conversations. And as you said, you're so passionate about being an expert in this field. I just know you're going to help so many more people, which I think is the most important Thank thing. You. Um, and the last question, my favorite question to wrap up our amazing conversation we've had is for anyone listening that might want to start their own business or grow their Instagram or start Facebook ads, all the amazing courses you've done, what advice would you give to them if they're listening? First, I would say sign up for founder courses. There's no way that you're going to regret it. Like hands down, it's one of the best investments that you could ever make in your business because the level of detail that's within the courses is you know, you're not going to find that many other places. I wasn't able to find it any other place. Um, that's why I've taken so many courses. That's why I invested. So I would definitely say take the courses. Um, the one that worked the best for me and that I, you know, you go back and you still, you're still learning things. You, you watch the videos over and over and you're still learning things. You have your notebook. Um, start and scale is if you want to launch a business, it's the best one to start with for sure. Um, and for me, um, Instagram domination and Facebook ads, if you don't have a product like CVD, hands down, oh my goodness, the Facebook ads, like I've never seen such level of detail. And I, I used to work in advertising. Like I never would have known the level of de I would not have expected the level of detail that was provided in the course. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. And, you know, just aside from founders course, um, founder courses, make sure you have a tribe of people, a circle, a community um, that supports you. Um, make sure you know who to call when, you know, things don't go well. Um, make sure that you also take time for personal development. Like, yes, there's professional development, which you can get from different courses, different books, but also personal development. What are you doing to keep your spirits high? What are you doing? For me, it's prayer and meditation. And my best friend has been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. Like, 
talking to her and bouncing ideas off of her, it fuels me. Um, and just know that, you know, when your friends or, you know, some of the friends and family that you may have, and they may say some things that are a little discouraging, it's okay. Sometimes they just, you know, they mean well. Like, you know, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint at heart. Um, however, you just have to gauge, you know, who you talk to in those moments where you're like, ah, I'm at my wits end. How am I going to do this? <laughs> um, so that's where personal development really comes in and making sure to fill your cup because you're pouring out so much. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. So self-care is going to be important as well. And making sure that you surround yourself with an amazing circle um, and tribe that supports you is important. And don't give up. Whatever you do, do not give up. Like there's someone out there in the world who needs your, um, needs your product. They need your service. They need the purpose that you have, whatever that, like that little thing is that's pulling you um, to do something great. It's pulling you for a reason and you just have to go out there and do it. Like you're going to help someone, like you, you're, you're gonna help someone solve a problem. Um, I think that when you approach it as like, wh who am I helping? How am I going to help someone solve a problem? It makes a big difference as well. Mm -hmm. And your testament to that, your hard work, your perseverance and your passion towards what you do has brought you to where you are today and all the opportunities. And as you said, your manifestation doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you so much, Tish, for sitting down and speaking thank with me you. about your business and everything in between. I can't wait to check back in in a year's time and see where you are. And hopefully, yeah, your storefront's up and ready. And yeah, so good luck with everything. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want to access the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com or head to the link in the show notes.